Star Wars, one of the highest grossing film franchises in history, made its money not from its story, but from its toys. This week, we're going to look at a different story about different toys. We're looking at Toy Story. How Star Wars is it? Oh, welcome to How Star Wars is it? This is how Everybody. Star Wars is it. I'm Mike. I'm Josiah. Sometimes this, we say hi. Yeah, sometimes. Hi, Josiah. Hi, Mike. But we already said hi earlier because we already were talking. Hello. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this, this is a good is, start. This is a good start to a podcast. The, uh, the bad podcast where we talk about movies and TV and all that kind of stuff, and we give it a rating at a one out of ten, but. Not on how good it is, uh, no, or successful no, no. it is, but how Star Wars, Star Wars it, it is. is. That's right. We're tired of labels that aren't Star Wars. We're tired of every other label and descriptor because I'm not interested. If I don't care if something's good, I don't care if it's bad. Right. I want to know: Is it Star Wars? Is this that tells Star me Wars? I need because to know. like I only am really interested in Star Wars. So like, am I gonna watch something for two hours and then have it not be Star Wars? I'm. I right. don't want that. I don't want to waste my time. So, <laughs> yes, the way I watch, the way I take in media is I close my eyes at the beginning when it tells me what the, what it is, and then I open my eyes, and I watch the whole middle part, and at the very end when it does the title card again, I'm like, ah, what? Ah, that was Lady Bird, that wasn't Star Wars, and then I get mad. We have mentioned Lady Bird on this show before. <laughs> I know, I can't stop talking about, I think Lady Bird is like my go-to reference for like recent movies, I think. That wasn't like a big... Uh, laser that was like a blockbuster <laughs> yeah exactly i think it's just my go-to i'm like yeah, yeah yeah that one lady whose name i can't pronounce is in it yeah sir sharonin sure um, that might be how you say it yeah so uh this week we're talking about toy story which is one of my favorite movies ever it's certainly like my go-to answer for what is your favorite pixar movie even though there's plenty on that list but Toy Story is what I say, like, immediately. Yes. I love this like, one. Yes, I like Cars 2. Yes, I like Up, but not the first part. <laughs> yes, I like Cars. Did you say Cars, like, the number two or Cars as well? No, like, Cars 2, the number. I was making a joke of ones that I don't like as much was the joke. You don't there. like Up, dude? Up is so good. I, I like Up fine, but the it's like. Do you know what I like? Wally. No, I like Up Dog. What's. Wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> Almost gotcha. Oh, you not nerd. me. Spoiled <laughs> um, again. You know what I like? Um, what? A henway. What's a henway? Oh, it's about like eight pounds. <laughs> Is eight right? <laughs> I don't even know if that's right. Um, I love Wally and I love The Incredibles, but I think Toy Story takes the number one with a bullet gold medal. Mm-hmm. Hold on. And there's I a new one Google. coming out. Like, or it, maybe it just did come out. I think it just did come yes, out. Yeah. It just did come out, and it's Toy Story 4. And what did you think of it, weight... Josiah? Hey, hey, Mike. <laughs> the average weight for, like, a normal hen is, oh, like, uh-huh. two pounds. Oh, so shit. an eight-pound hen <laughs> would be so big. Oh, I was thinking of that, like, monster one on YouTube. Do you remember that, like, giant chicken yeah. that had, like, human feet <laughs> and, like, Wait, fists? Wait, what is this? Yes. Okay, well, okay, there's a lot of different types of hens, but, <laughs> like, this one I'm looking at the Ermalinata di Rovigo is 
a very big one that weighs like eight pounds. That's a big what chonker. I was saying. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. But yes, there's a new Toy Story coming out, which we're, we were all like, wait, 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 wait. Toy Story 3 like really wrapped it up. Yeah. And put a bow on it. So like, dude, what's this new one? I which, was wondering the same thing too, which is kind of Star Wars. <laughs> it's very true. But like the thing I'm very interested about is because is because you've you've heard of like the extended like connected Pixar universe theory thing that's like yeah, really fun. Like the Pizza Planet truck is in like every really, movie very like visibly. Right. And for people who haven't heard of it, go look it up because it's really interesting. It, the idea that like every because there's always those Easter eggs like the Pizza Planet truck. But it's the idea that every Pixar movie actually takes place in the same universe, just at different time periods. And like and one new of those... Pixar movies that haven't come out yet, there's something from them featured in whatever the current one is. Like yes, Lotso, the like Michael Keaton mm-hmm. stuffed bear. Was it Michael Keaton? I think so. I don't know. Uh, and like Nemo being in a Monsters Inc. Right, right. Um, but the uh, like so one of the ideas is that that because certain objects and then animals also have like. Uh, sentience in Pixar movies mm-hmm. um, sentience the the idea is like what uh, like so st- Toy Story could be pretty is like our time ish it's sort of not doesn't have a real time on it doesn't right. necessarily put an exact era on it as opposed um, to like the Incredibles which is like mid-century right and um, so the idea that like oh well, these objects are exist and they have thoughts and feelings and everything and then you get out you get later on into like the cars uh, movies and you're like oh <laughs> cars are like living and so so it's the idea that what does this necessarily mean and I think that what's interesting about <laughs> Toy Story 4 is that apparently that's literally the point of the movie because you have um, the, the the new character like Sporky or whatever their their name and I think it's like Forky, but it is a spork, and that's kind of a yeah. funny joke. Yes, it's a good one. Um, and the the idea is like, oh, this was a this was a fork that was then right. made like into a toy. At what point is toy. it a toy and thus alive? Yeah, which is a terrifying existential thing <laughs> yeah. to, t- to like talk about in a kids movie. Sure, uh, but hey, leave it to Pixar. I know, right? And Tony Hale's the voice, and he I love that guy in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, funny dude but I just think it's very interesting that they took all of that like the questions of like oh what is sentience in the Pixar universe and they're like what if we make an entire movie about it what if we yeah. what if we really like make kids question like why they're a person and why they're not <laughs> not a person I remember being I, I don't I can't imagine I said this on this podcast before but I remember being in like first grade and uh and we were learning about years and we were talking about just sort of like time in terms of like years, like what year is it this year? Like what year was it when you were three or whatever? And I remember thinking like, yeah, so it's like, it's 1997 or whatever year it was. And I was like, but when will it be 1995 again? Whoa. Or some, some thought like that, that like, cause you know, like it's Wednesday now, so it's Thursday tomorrow, but eventually it'll be Wednesday again. Right. I think was maybe I'm I'm rationalizing that now as an adult, but I think that's maybe where my head was. And then when I was told like, no, 1995's over, we're only going forward. I got like really like I don't know what the word is like not like scared or anxious, but or or even like depressed or anything. But it just sort of like brought new like color to my world. Right, the <laughs> that, world like, the world opened up for you in a way that it had not before. Yeah, yeah. it's like in The Giver where they threw the <laughs> apple and then he saw it change and what we realize is that they were living in black and white and they saw uh, apple in color yeah 
It's it was a, like that. That's exactly what it was. This that reminds me of something else. Like one of my friends recently sent me a like meme thing that was poorly constructed. Um, which I've talked I've talked to Mike before about how I really really hate when people oh. <laughs> misuse internet memes uh, in right. ways that don't make sense. So you know, like there's the one. Right. Like I was today years old. Yes, and there's the ones when that have I been, learned that whatever. Yeah, and there's ones that have been going around recently that are like not, not even recently, a couple of weeks ago now, where it's like nobody colon and nothing, and it's like absolutely nobody colon nothing, and then it's like someone, then it's like someone else, and then they like say a quote, and the idea is like oh no one asked this person for what they're doing or right. no one wanted to do it, they just did it. So it was that, but then it was like seven year old me. I'm gonna see how how long or, or I'm going to see if I can remember this day for the rest of my life and then this exact moment and I and my friend said that to me and I was like is this supposed to be relatable because I have no idea what experience this is talking about <laughs> and they're like no did you never try to do that and I was like no is this something that kids try to do like I, I have no memory That's of me as like a young I, kid I have like a vague memory of like understanding memory or like maybe say the first, I don't have this in my head of like the exact moment, which is funny because that's kind of the nature of what we're talking about. But I, I do have this vague memory of being like having forgotten something and someone reminded me of it and being like, oh, right. That was a great memory. I need to like more actively remember things. But like I don't sure. I don't have that like written down in my brain. Like I don't. I don't think yeah. that is a a typical relatable thing. Maybe it is. Hey, uh, hey, his sweeties, I mean, <laughs> let us know. Is this, let us know because I was I was knocked back and I was like I didn't Hashtag realize this was a thing. Existential child. <laughs> Hashtag existential Toy Story four crisis. Yeah. Um. So Toy Story is yes. A movie Toy Story and from, kind of. Uh, let me look up here some of the stats. Ten feet tall. Uh, 180 pounds. Six million acres. <laughs> Six million acres. Uh, okay, it came out in 1996. Uh, nice. No, is that correct? 1995, excuse me. Um, and so, like, just primo. I mean, you and I are of, like, the perfect age for this, like, as a franchise, because the first two came out, like, in fairly rapid succession, and then it was kind of quiet for a while. I mean, like, Pixar made other movies, obviously, but then when Andy, like, graduated and went off to college, it was, like, I think it was my, like, first year of college. Like, we experienced yes. the same year of life within a year or so of one another, me and Andy. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. Yes. And, the, boy, the, did they just the, hit uh, it, like, right on the head. <laughs> yeah, it literally destroyed me. And So I went to see Toy Story 3 with my parents and my younger sister, who's about two years younger than me, uh -huh. and my younger brother, who's about, like, six years younger than me, six, seven years younger than me. And um, we watched it all together. And this was the summer after I graduated high school. So right. um, I watched it with my family. And my mom and dad and I were weeping. Yeah. Like, basically the entire time. But especially at the, like, for the last, like, 20, 30 minutes, we're just weeping. And my sister and brother were like, are you guys okay? Like, they didn't, they weren't as, like, they still cried a little bit. But they were like, are you guys okay? Like, it didn't hit them as hard because we were literally at the exact right age to be entirely too affected by the, yeah. by the Toy Story story. Yeah. Because it was like, oh, yeah, the people, the toys you played with growing up, like, you're no longer a kid anymore and you have to, like, move on and sort of pass the torch and you still get to, like, keep on a little bit of what made you who you were. But now you're a new person and you're just like, oh, God. Yeah. It was a lot to deal with. It, it was heavy duty. Whereas this movie, Toy Story 1, the original Toy Story... <laughs> Certainly had that, like, what sort of became the sort of Pixar thing of 
it has real cool gravity to it and real like emotion. Yeah, it sort of set the stage for what Pixar movies would be. Yeah. Uh, but boy, oh boy, do I love this movie. I think about this movie all the time too. Like probably not on the same level as how often I think about Star Wars, just like in, like it's, it's a program running in my control panel (laughs) at any given time. (laughs) But uh, I think about Toy Story all the time. In fact, uh, I was just telling this story at work recently. I have two mannequin legs in my basement right now because I found them in the trash. I'm going somewhere with this. Bear with me. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, I had this idea of a like couple's costume, which then sort of translated into a like sketch idea. And I kind of, I may have even written it. I, I'd have to look that up. But um, uh, which then sort of became a just solo costume with a big prop uh, uh, as, as the kind of final idea. Anyway, in Sid's bedroom, when they do the whole plan, when they, they come up with the plan of how to get out of the bedroom and Woody's kind of taking yeah. charge and it's like Ocean's Eleven kind of. Um, yes. Uh, he he says how Ducky is going to give us the signal and blah, blah, blah. And then he goes, legs, you're with Ducky. <laughs> and yes. I love that scene. And I love Ducky kind of looking over at legs like, hey, hey. Because <laughs> Ducky seems like kind of a little dork and legs is like hot. Ducky is a duck head with like a big buff like G.I. Joe body, but like a spring for feet. And legs yeah. is two Barbie legs is... and a fishing pole. <laughs> Which um, is so Like a hot. toy Which fishing pole, so... like a plastic yes, fishing so pole. Hot. But um. So I wanted to build legs like at human scale. <laughs> like if I were say oh, no. Ducky, I wanted to build legs and I found these mannequin legs, which was perfect. And then I found like a big industrial spool like you, that you would get like cable on, you know, <laughs> which would be a perfect like scaled up fishing pole reel. And then like I found like a cardboard tube and I was going to like build legs. It would it would involve a lot of work and then build a ducky costume. You know those like collapsible tubes that like infants can crawl through? Yes. Like that would be the spring bottom and I'd get one of those like muscle shirts and then like a duck bill. And I have this whole idea and it's just a matter of like taking the time to execute it. Like I literally work at like a big fabrication shop. I would have any tool at my disposal at any moment, <laughs> but I like, just haven't done it. <laughs> so for is... now I have mannequin legs in my basement. <laughs> yeah. That's terrifying. Like everything you just described, if you like, if you just had all those parts laying around, someone would stumble across that and be like, Oh, we got to call the cops. Yeah. This guy is like a bad man and he's yeah. going to do some r- weird pervert stuff. And we got to call, <laughs> we got to call the cops right now. He has a duck bill and legs. Uh, uh, but, but anyway, so. that's like, I, I tell that story just because like, I love thinking about all the minutia in this movie, like all the little tiny details uh, in the same way that I love thinking about that type of thing in Star Wars. So that's like major sure. points for it being Star Wars. Yes. And also I think uh, a major points for Star Wars is the fact that this sort of, uh, I think Toy Story launched a different kind of uh, animated movie. Oh, yeah. And uh, in in a way for like visual effects, mm-hmm. where Star Wars did something sort of similar for uh, the early blockbuster. I think Toy Story did. Well, that you want to like... know a, a even crazier detail about what you just said? Tell me. Pixar started out in like 1979, I think, as like a subsidiary of Lucasfilm. It was their like really? computer animation division. It spun off onto its own thing, and then at one point, like the majority shareholder was like Steve Jobs. That's wild. And then Disney bought it. Wow. Like, it literally was 
probably uh, responsible for CG effects in, say, The Empire Strikes Back. Wow. So, like, it literally would have been Crazy. people who worked on uh, Star Wars would have been maybe some of the people that were, like, still working at Pixar. Yeah. That's Like, wild. it's very possible. Uh, yeah. Part of the Lucasfilm Computer Division before it spin out as a corporation in 1986, which is post-Return of the Jedi. So... It is very possible that what became Pixar Animation Studios created effects for two of the original trilogy movies. Dang. I don't know that for a certain, but it's possible. That's wild. Well, if anybody knows, like, if your, like, uncle did that, let us know, people, because I want to know. That'd be very interesting to talk to somebody who yeah. who was like, yeah, I made Star Wars, and then I went on to make Pixar, and that, like, the two, of the two incredibly influential influential uh, and uh, brown-breaking uh, franchises <laughs> and studios. Yeah. Um, um, the so that's like dope as hell. Dope as hell. V Star Wars, the uh, V Star Wars, Star Wars Episode V, the fifth one. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, Empire Strikes Back. I want to, <laughs> yeah, I want to say um, real quick that yeah, I think the new one looks kind of fun. I hope it's good because yeah, um, all the star- all the Toy Story movies have been good, which is weird for anything that's like a sequels. Because like for a long time, yeah, I said like. The only good sequels that have ever been like I was like because uh, people are always like oh no sequels are good and I was like all right you know what sequels are good The Godfather and Toy Story <laughs> and those are kind of like the <laughs> only time that uh, sequels have been consistently good um, right and I mean you could point to a couple of other ones but the 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 idea of like a trilogy where all of them are like of, of similar quality and being very very good and setting out what they want to do is kind of rare and Toy Story I think is one of the only franchises that hits that mark. <laughs> um, but I saw something funny, <laughs> not funny, but luck. So this, luckily, this is lucky because luckily my, uh, I have no money in my checking account right now. So my, uh, YouTube, <laughs> yeah, I know my YouTube premium, my Google premium thing ran out and it couldn't charge it again. So I've been having to watch ads on YouTube, like a plebeian and it's the worst, <laughs> but because of this, this is this is why it's good because the stroke of luck I was able to see a commercial a preview for uh, Toy Story 4 where they were like interviewing Tom Hanks and uh, uh, Tim Allen and (laughs) yeah and it was so funny to me because they were like trying to kind of frame it as like oh look at these old buds back together again but it's sort of really (laughs) obvious that they're not friends (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> like, like they were like, they were like, oh yeah, what's your guys' process? What's it like? And they're like, well, you know, it's kind of funny. I mean, we've been doing these characters for so long now that you know, it's just kind of. I mean, their relationship is kind of our relationship, like very much not actually talking about each other or their process, right? And then they're like, describe the other in one word, and then Tim Allen's like, uh, skilled, and then Tom Hanks goes cranky and i was like dang dude mean oh, and they played man. as a joke and they laughed <laughs> that's rough they, like everyone laughs and tim allen's like uh, do i get to go again and i was like these guys straight up aren't friends like they're not friends <laughs> and they're trying to play in these interviews like oh woody and buzz right look just these good old pals and it's like nope nope they're actors they do this in a voice studio yeah. and they're probably not even in the same room most of the time yeah, and no, they, why would they And they be? do not enjoy each other, especially because Tim Allen's kind of like a like a pretty conservative, like, like a uh, douchebag nowadays. Yeah. And I feel like Tom Hanks is like he seems like he uh, is like the only thing keeping him from being sort of like a men's rights guy is that he has like ties to Hollywood. Exactly. And he's like, I bet like I bet Disney called him and was like, hey, dude, 
you got to cool it on talking about politics yeah. <laughs> because if you don't, we're not going to let you be in Toy Story anymore. And he's like, ah, fine, <laughs> fine. Yeah. Like he's like this close to um, just wearing a MAGA hat, but he's like, I still need to do Toy Story. <laughs> so I guess I can't. Right. <laughs> I'm Buzz Lightyear. I'm Buzz Lightyear. I can't wear a MAGA hat. Oh, man. Too bad. Um, I have notes on this, too. I just realized I have Toy Story notes of how it is for. I love it. Like, it's, it's case for Star Wars. I'll go quickly through some of these. To Infinity and Beyond is a very, like, uh, may the force be with you kind of catchphrase. I would say it's also very Star Trek. Oh, definitely. Um, in fact, Buzz Lightyear feels even a little more Star Trek than he does Star Wars. However, in Toy Story 2, we find out that Zerg, his arch nemesis, uh-huh. is his father. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, which, of course, is like a reference. But um, let's see. I also wrote colorful, wacky creatures in a similar way to, like, Men in Black that, like, uh, everybody is kind of different shape and size, and they're all kind of just living together. There's like weirdly like status still, but like everybody has their own little weird thing, which is fun. Um, the the evil villain Toy Story Sid is like so obviously evil. Like he has a black shirt on with, with a, a skull. With a skull. <laughs> uh, you mean that Happy Trial? <laughs> uh, who, by the way, Revelation? It, this is Mike's Revelation Corner. Um, and, and everybody I've told this to recently was all like, yeah, I know. How he's in Toy Story but 3. I didn't know this. Uh, well, no, I did know that. But I did not know that he was voiced by Eric Von Detten of Brink and um, Princess Diaries fame. Oh, I didn't know that either. Um, so that's something. That's not Star Wars or not. But um, <laughs> <laughs> let's see. Uh, oh, there's only... Uh, he, Andy only has one parent, which is not necessarily like all like exclusively star warsy but it is very disney like most disney stories there's only one parent sure sure oh and then here we go we could talk about this forever i wrote hits this movie's got songs oh yeah dude oh yeah in the same way that star wars does like not like it has like a song it's got like five like yes we'll We'll go go sailing no more can't you see so that? So good. I am Mrs. Nesbit. Nesbit. Let's just quote Toy Story. <laughs> yeah. Um, and in fact, Sid, even in that kind of sequence, when Woody tries to come in and break out Mrs. Nesbit, nay, Buzz, um, when he's when he's like torturing Woody, he's like, "Where are your rebel friends?" Or like, "Where yeah. is the rebel base?" Or something like that. Which is like, he's doing a Tarkin speech, basically. <laughs> like, yes. he is an evil kid. Right, this kid this kid is like, the way that I play games is I pretend to be the bad guy. <laughs> yeah, right. For some um, reason. But yeah, like, the the songs are awesome. They're really very good. Um, I Strange Things. Strange Things. Yes. The, you know what's funny is there was a, you mentioned Star Trek. There was a direct-to-video animated, like, 2D animation movie that was released, I think, after Toy Story 2 called Buzz Lightyear Star Command. Yeah, and then they had like a TV show on Disney uh-huh, Channel, I uh-huh. think, too. And um, it was very much like kind of put together like a Star Trek like kind of thing. Star Command was this sort of like Star Trek spoof kind of deal. Yeah. And there was, a, but it also had some real Star Wars stuff in it because Buzz had like this former partner that then went bad or he thought he was dead, but turns out he was still alive and he had turned evil. That's and there was funny. all sorts of like really fun stuff. It was actually a pretty fun movie, but uh, it had the unfortunate 
uh, it was unfortunate because my little brother was probably maybe like three or four at the time, and he loved it so much that he like watched it every day. Uh huh. And so for me and my sister, who were like a little older, uh. we got so tired of it that we like <laughs> essentially banned it. We were like, "There's no more Buzz Lightyear Star Command," because when you're three, you're like. Heck yes, I'm going to watch my favorite movie again right, today. I'm right. three. I, can I was do that way I with Lion King. Yeah. And so we got to, we got so tired of it, which it, it, we I, we didn't I, – I this is actually very cruel that my sister did to my little brother, but there was another movie he loved, and it was Elmo Saves Christmas. <laughs> and he would watch that one every day for a while. And my sister literally, like, hid it from <laughs> – like, she, like, took it and hid it so that he couldn't watch it anymore and so he got so upset because he was like it's lost where'd it go and and like she just straight up lied that is to all so of us like funny. didn't tell any of us and was like i don't know who knows where it went oh, I don't know. Weird. Yeah. and so we all we all were like it's really weird we don't know where it went and then like later we find out like oh she just stole it that and hid so it so funny. that he couldn't watch it like yeah to, like, i mean hey, if, it, if anybody took it just like let us know we won't be mad <laughs> it's like so weird it's just gone and so like <laughs> poor like three-year-old my, my three-year-old little brother like doesn't get to watch his favorite movie anymore that because it's so funny <laughs> just like so mean and horrible but yeah <laughs> that's that's what that's what we did with i mean we didn't take it away but we were just like no more buzz light you're a star command you yeah. know it's a pretty fun little movie but I think all 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 the space stuff and all the um, I was gonna say you got a fish out of water here with Buzz. Oh yeah. Who who uh, thinks he's? It's kind of like almost like reverse. Um, in a way, it's almost reverse Star Wars because Luke finds out that he's meant for something like that. He's like a chosen one, meant for something greater or whatever. Yeah. Or that he's like not doesn't find out he's a chosen one, but he becomes a part of this like grander thing where he's like I had a mundane life and now I have a supernatural one, right? Or a sci- like sci fi one. Whereas Buzz goes from having a science fiction life to realizing that he's actually mundane, right? Um, but yeah, finding- it's almost like if um, if the if the movie were from Han Solo's point of view, totally, totally. Like you know, like Woody is the sort of like I I've been around this galaxy once or twice. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, you you've got your goofy force thing. You think you're so like, cool. You are a toy. Yes. T O Y. Your toy, toy, just like all of us. We're all just toys in the hands of the Empire. Like, deal with it. Um, right. So yeah, it's kind of a yeah, it's a weird inversion of the hero's journey because you really could put Buzz at the center of some hero's journey. I think here. Uh, but it's a nice, it's a nice kind of like, it's like a deconstruction of it's a good movie, you know, it's a good movie. It's so good, it's so good. Um, um, let's see a couple other quick ones that I have on here. Oh, in this movie, in Toy Story, uh, Buzz when he's still sort of in like I am a spaceman mode before he gets like snapped out of it, um, he says something like the evil Emperor Zerg is building a weapon that can destroy a planet. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, and let's see. Oh, I also wrote. <laughs> this is literally what I wrote. I typed out on my phone. Sneaking a fucking round. <laughs> yeah, lots of sneaking. And then I wrote, "Legs, you're a ducky." <laughs> <laughs> Legs, you're a ducky. Yeah, lots. The of motley sneaking. crew defeats the evil guy. Like the the underdog, down and out weirdos. Also, it's so like you know. I say that it's interesting that uh, Toy Story Four is like putting some existential crises into this. But straight up in the first movie, they do reveal that they're alive to a kid. Presumably to We're sort of talking to you, yeah, Sid. Presumably, so presumably, which is going to scar him for the rest of his life. So I guess right. they, I guess they've been doing it kind of from the day one. Yeah, that's true. Um, some, oh, another thing I wanted to say is I feel like the toys 
are similar to like, going back like what sentience and what it means in like the Pixar universe. Mm-hmm. But I feel like they're similar to kind of maybe how droids were probably treated when they first started oh, out in Star Wars universe. Yeah. Because toys are all sentient and can talk to each other and droids in the Star Wars universe uh, can talk to people obviously, but they also all seem to kind of have their own thing going on where like right. they can converse with each other and do and it's like well what do the droids all say whenever everyone else is like sleeping and stuff like toys like the toys and toy story very much seem to, to me to be something that could become the droids a la star wars or like a la wally later on sure in pixar movies you know yeah uh, yeah but yeah that was another thing i wanted to to mention about the old God, toys it's such a good movie i just tonight uh, not in any conversation that related to you and I might be recording a Toy Story episode. Just like otherwise, I was doing a line of when the, the commandos, like the, the, the soldiers are uh, telling the gang back in the bedroom like what all the gifts were through the baby monitors, <laughs> yes. you know? And I said the line of, uh, and it's, uh, it's a lunchbox. And then when um, Potato Head's like, lunchbox? And then <laughs> Sleeky Dog goes, yeah, for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that yeah, for lunch. is great. Also, when, I love when that. When they say it's a bedspread and Potato Head's like, who invited that kid? <laughs> <laughs> but then they later find out it's all It's buzz. all buzz stuff. Yeah. Um, so I love it's a what? What is it? Speaking of Slinky, did you watch the the Ernest movies ever? Jim Varney's I movies? I never did. They're no, so, I need to watch those. They are Was so Will Smith dumb. in any of those? No, weirdly enough. Weirdly <laughs> enough. They like those movies weird there was a lot of movies I saw a bunch of and I think it's because the either the library had them for us to rent yeah. or like the local video rental store had them as well. And so we saw so many earnest movies and they are so weird and good <laughs> and funny. And Jim Varney is such a strange, like his career was so strange to me where he essentially You're made talking about like the importance of being earnest. And yeah. Yeah. The play. The... <laughs> um, okay. But, <laughs> but yeah, like this, this like, like uh, Ernest was a character that uh, uh, was originally for, commercials that then got that then he made a like a tv show and then movies like that's so wild it's like if the, it's like if the freaking gecko like the gecko the geico yeah. gecko got or to like be flow the progressive lady yeah, had like a buddy comedy <laughs> yeah it's just very strange that, yeah, that that's really weird there was a time in like movie making where someone could be like hey that guy in that commercial is really funny what if we just <laughs> take that character and make a movie yeah. out of it but i guess they tried to do that with the cavemen with the Geico caveman. But That's right, with Nick Kroll. <laughs> was Nick Kroll in that? He was like the lead caveman, I think. No, oh my God. That's in, hilarious. In the, in the show that they tried to, you know, right. get off the ground. Do you think he knew, yeah. like, from the get-go that it was going to be really bad? Um, I don't know. I, I think I've heard him talk about it on a podcast or something. I, I'd be, talked about, like, how love to the hear. makeup was. Yeah, I would love to hear inside stuff about that. I'm sure they can't talk about a lot of it because of NDAs and stuff, but that'd be so yeah. interesting. Um, should we go to the Sarlacc pit? Yeah, let's go to the Sarlacc pit. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> All right, uh, jump on in. Yeah, we will. Uh, we'll push. Uh, we'll we'll turn on the RC car and we'll push him forward, and it'll knock uh, a lamp, and it'll spin around, and there will be a ball like the magic eight ball, and then it'll push us out the window <laughs> yeah. to the Sarlacc pit. And we're like, ah. that's what happens in Toy Story. Oh, <laughs> but also it's, it is also how we get to the so like every time. So yeah, 
Right. And then when we're in there, we'll be like, we'll all just go back to Andy's room and we'll explain to everybody that this was all just a big mistake. A big, right? A big mistake. <laughs> I think he just said mistake. Yeah, I think he says it in the movie. Does he say I think he says big mistake. I'll, I'll confirm that. I love that. All right. A big <laughs> okay, bye. mistake. Like bye, Sarlacc Pit. Bye. Wee. And we're back. And we're back to the podcast. Is that your, um, uh, what's his name? I just forgot it. Randy Newman? Yeah, is that your Randy Newman? Yeah. Mike, I heard you have a game for this episode. I do, and uh, I don't. I don't know if I it really has a name, but it's a. Uh, it's in the vein of who's that Quotimon, but it's not something about who, who said what. It is. Um, it's just a name, and you have okay. to tell me: is that name associated with one of the mutant toys in Sid's bedroom? Okay. Um, is it the name of one of the original Kenner Star Wars toys from Star Wars or from Empire or from Return of the Jedi, but like okay. the original run? Uh, or is it a fictional toy from like another movie that has a toy at the center of it? Okay. Okay. This sounds hard and good. Okay. Uh, first one, Babyface. That's going to be... I want to say that's probably... Is that the name of the one in Sid's bedroom that has the baby face? Yeah, apparently it is. <laughs> nice. That's good. I've always just referred to the to Sid's toys as like what they looked like, except for the ones that I knew their name because I've seen that movie a million times. Right. Um, okay. Uh, Ducky. That should that's be an easy one. also from Sid's room. Yeah. Okay. Um, Hammerhead. That's from Sid's room. No, what? it's one of the Cantina action figures no. that later called, actually, what was his name? People who do know Star Wars stuff are going to be yelling at their microphone, or at their microphones. <laughs> they're just, they're, at their, uh, they're carrying around their own microphones. They're all recording their own podcasts. Uh, <laughs> uh, Hammerhead, you know, like uh, the the... Original 1977 Star Wars, I'm sure the toys probably didn't even come out till 78, but um, were, were all named by Kenner. Mm. Um, so he didn't know their names. And yeah, so like if they didn't know a name, they had to like come up with something. Nice. Um, yeah, the, the toys were named by Kenner, and then they would eventually get, you know, Star Wars in-universe names, but uh, Hammerhead would eventually become known as Moma Nadon. He's the guy whose head is kind of like a hammerhead. Like mm. if you if you look up Moma Nadon, you'll know who I'm talking about. I won't. Um, I won't I refuse. Great. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Is this a Sid toy, a Star Wars toy, or a fictional toy from another movie? Bonus points for naming the movie. The Frog. Hmm. That's from Sid's room. It is. Yeah. He's the one they have to guy. wind up to get Scud to chase after. Yeah. That hairy child? <laughs> no, that's Scud, you idiot. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, Talk Boy. Talk Boy is from a different movie. Yes. Do you know what it is? It's from. Uh, I don't know. What's it from? It's the thing that Kevin McAllister has in Home Alone. Oh, yeah. Or Home Alone 2. He has it in both, I think. Or uh, he definitely has it in Home Alone 2. Nice. And we they then made it. We have one of those at my at my parents' house somewhere. Uh, oh, nice. Okay, let's see. Turbo Man. 
Oh, Turbo Man is a different toy from another universe as well. Do you know what? I think like it's what movie? Oh, it's from Jingle All the Way. Yeah, ta ta, Turtle Man. <laughs> oh, that movie sucks. Which stars, other than Sinbad and Arnold Schwarzenegger and Phil Hartman, Jake Lloyd. Oh yeah. As the little boy, as like the main boy. I forgot about that. Jamie. Very um, Star Wars. Han Solo Hoth outfit. I'm going to go ahead and say that's an original Kenner one, or Henner one. I <laughs> yeah, mean. that's from The Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Uh, Snaggletooth. Uh, I'm going to say uh, Empire Strikes Back? Yeah, it's, it's from Star Wars. Oh, Star Wars. It's I another mean, yeah, one yeah. of the Cantina guys. And in fact, that has like a whole funny toy behind the scenes thing. There was like a specific Snaggletooth that was made... That was only released in Sears or something, and it was he was he had a blue outfit, and he's either much shorter than I think he's much shorter than the like regular Snaggletooth, and like those go for you know thousands of dollars on the internet mm-hmm. or whatever. They're very rare. Um, let's see here. Chip Hazard. Chip Hazard is a Star Wars one. That sounds dumb. It's gotta be Star Wars. He is not. He is a fictional toy. Dang it. From another movie from around the same time as these movies that I knew I couldn't watch because I wasn't quite 13 yet, and that would be Breaking the Law, Mm -hmm. Small Soldiers. Oh, I remember seeing the previous for Small Soldiers and being like, that looks so good. Yeah, (laughs) I did too. Like, it looks so funny, and I can't watch it. It looks like an edgy Toy Story. God, it's going to be so funny. That's so Um, good. Polka-dotted Elephant. (laughs) Star Wars. No, man, that's one of the Island of Misfit Toys toys oh, from Rudolph. <laughs> I was thinking of, like, the ele- the elephant DJ from, uh, like, Jabba's Palace or whatever. Oh, yeah, Max Rebo? <laughs> He's just blue. I know, but I was like, what if they just called him Polka Dot Elephant at first but didn't know his name? <laughs> that would make me so happy. Uh, let's see. I only have a few more here. Um, Walrus Man. That's Star Wars. Yep, that is who is later known as Ponda Baba. Yeah, everyone's obsessed the, with Ponda yeah, Baba. He's the one who got his arm chopped off. Roller Bob. Hmm, that's that's from some other movie, isn't it? It's from Sid's room. No. He's like the skateboard with like a GI Joe body, and it's who they all ride out of the place on. Dang, 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 dang. Woody even says his name in the plan. He's like Roller Bob, and I will wait for the signal, and blah blah blah. Nice, nice. That scene is so fucking good. Oh my god, when legs like lowers ducky down and he swings so he can ring the doorbell <laughs> it's so good dude oh man um jingle joe jingle is that also from jingle all the way no it's also from sid's room <laughs> man i would love if uh, that was also he's from... like a one of those uh weebly dingly things wingly dingly hand in the box that's also from Sid's room. Yeah, it's what opens the door. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and let's see here. Chief Chirpa. Chief Chirpa. That's Star Wars. Yeah, he's like the chief Ewok. Oh, nice. I love that little guy. Han Solo Bespin outfit. <laughs> uh, Star Wars? <laughs> I actually just made that up. I'm sure that is one of them, but it's yeah, gotta it's be. Star Wars. It's uh, gotta yeah, be. that's the end of that game. I want to talk more about Toy Story. <laughs> I like it. I um, didn't do any fakey ones in there. I didn't do one that I just made up something. I know you always made do. You look like an asshole. Yeah, you always do at least one of those, and then I look like yeah. an idiot. <laughs> but that's uh, what this that's what this podcast is. Let me see if I have any other notes about Toy Story. I think I do have one or two in here. Oh yeah, uh 
the kind of typical trope, and we sort of covered this a little bit, but characters that don't get along, but then eventually they come together and they become friends um, to save the day together or whatever. Um, severed arm. Yes, classic. Mrs. Nesbitt. <laughs> um, and then I also wrote John Ratzenberger, who is in every Pixar movie. He plays Ham, the piggy bank right. in Toy he's Story. He's like the and C-3PO plays, or R2-D2. He, he plays Major Bren Durlin <gasps> at the Echo Base on Hoth in what? Empire Strikes Back. Oh, I was <laughs> yeah, saying. Yeah, he talks to Han Solo at one point nice. in, in Star Wars. Yeah, I was saying that him showing his voice showing up in every movie is very similar to how we always get a, a C-3PO and an oh, R2-D2. Oh, yes, that's a good point. And almost always a Death Star. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah, I think that Toy Story is, is pretty, I feel like, I feel like it's pretty Star Wars. I think it is. Like I'm I I know that we were on the high side of we don't need to go into scores yet, but I know we were on like the high side of 6 for Men in Black and I'm feeling stronger about Toy Story. Yeah, I think so too because it does feel mm-hmm. like like you said I think it's just a different viewpoint of it is like if we went and looked at Han Solo's viewpoint of the story as opposed to like the bright shiny kid who's like new and is like what's this new world I'm living in yeah where's that bonding strip I asked for (laughs) Mr. Lightyear wants more tape (laughs) but the rest of this is just good you know what's great is just now the Skype recording (laughs) kind of broke up a little bit a little bit Uh so your voice sounded robotic when you said Mr. Lightyear wants more tape Um, there was also some performance in that (laughs) sure sure you can make your voice sound like a robot Uh, yeah right but i don't know if you can make your voice break up like it just did uh because because good old skype is is a super reliable boop beep boop sure beep beep boop boop beep whoop whoop um you know has anyone seen my hat you know what else? Hi, I'm Sheriff Woody. Howdy, howdy, howdy. <laughs> oh, God, I have to stop you. Just the rest of it. It's just going to be quotes. Um, <laughs> the, uh, uh, oh, yeah, one girl. One girl. You got Bo Peep. Oh, sure. And she's making her return. Mm-hmm. In Toy Story 4. Yeah, she looks like she's kind of got some new stuff going on. And if you need me, I'll be just around the flock. <laughs> okay. Okay, we get it, Mike. You have all of Toy Story <laughs> memorized. It's funny, too, because the one girl is also, like, not really a toy. She's, like, part of a lamp or something. Like, I know. you know, she's, like, porcelain. <laughs> yeah, she's, like, she's like a, uh, uh, um, gosh, I don't even know what you call those, like, a knickknacks kind of things. Where, yeah, where like she's a, like, like she's a, like a de- she's decor. She's not a toy. Trinket. Yeah, right. Which is funny. That it's like Pixar is so good, especially the Toy Story thing, the Toy Story movies of like not necessarily. It's not just like what if your toys came to life, but it's like what you play with. Like all the buildings are cardboard boxes with like yeah. hand drawn. You know, it's like the bank and like uh, toy. Like the boy. Andy is, you know, eight or nine, say, or maybe even like seven. Uh, and and he's playing with what he has. Like Mr. Potato Head and a Buzz Lightyear, you wouldn't you wouldn't have like your Star Wars toy like if you're like an adult, like a nerd and you're a Star Wars toy collector, you wouldn't have any other things with your Star Wars toys. But when you're a kid, you just like you have like a Tonka truck yes. and like an action figure that's like Barbie size and a Luke Skywalker that's like three and three quarter inches tall. Like you just play with all your shit. Oh yeah, exactly. Yes. And, and like and it, it feels that way. Like it's so good. We had uh, at, we, at bringing out like what that like sort of childhood play 
thing is like yeah what you're playing with so i have an older brother and then a younger sister and a younger brother and like that group that, that i grew up with and um another brother that i didn't grow up with but we when we were playing with toys as a kid we had like this big blue bucket that just had like all of the toys and it'd just be yeah. like it'd be like the well all of like the sort of action figure sized toys right and so we just yeah we would just like pour them out on the ground and sometimes right. it would just be kind of like a draft of like, well, who wants to play with what? And like, we're going <laughs> to have like teams and we're all going to make them fight and stuff. So we'd have like yeah. a big lion that we'd be like, this is Aslan, even though it's not Aslan, <laughs> but it's just a lion. So like, okay, someone's got Aslan. Here's like a billion dinosaurs. There's like Storm from the X-Men. There's an old, there's an old Teenage Mutant <laughs> Ninja Turtle one. And like, you would just play with what you had and make stories with what you had and also fight each other with what you had. Right. So, and, and yeah, you're right. It captures that uh, feeling of like of imagination incredibly well. Yeah. Which is, I think something that Pixar does across the board very well. And I think right. also makes it very Star Wars because there is like the, I think one of the cool things that Star Wars does, even whenever it doesn't do its job super well, is it's it really does capture your imagination. Um, yes, which is why I think people have so many opinions on like w how things should be in Star Wars, because everyone has their own little like fanficy kind of things that they've thought about for Star right. Wars. Like you could make an entire like say people were as like ravenous with Toy Story as they are with Star Wars in terms of writing fanfic and like expanded universe. There could be a whole story about when um, Andy got a piggy bank named Ham or, you know, that we come to find is named Ham, and then, like, how he went from just being, like, decoration in the room, like Bo Peep, to being, like, integrated into the gang of, like, playing toys, you know? Like, he's the, like, I finally caught you, one-eyed Bart. <laughs> I know, exactly. Like, yes, and, and, and I mean, I think, too, about One-eyed the... Bart is Potato Head, sorry. Right, 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 right. You, how <laughs> dare you get that wrong? Um, another thing that makes me think of with imagination and, like, toys and playing with my you know, uh, as a kid is like for my little brother and I, we would, we would play Star Wars all the time. Uh, and my older brother to a certain extent before he got too old. And, um, I would like just, cause I used to love to draw back then. And I would, I mm -hmm. had like a book that was like how to draw superheroes. And so I would draw like, uh, in, in, in the Marvel comic style. And so I would do like the, the, sti the sticks and then the balls and then connect everything. And they were never like incredibly good drawings, but they were better than like, you know, just drawing a stick figure and so i would draw uh stuff for my little brother and he would be like he would make up star wars characters and i would make up star wars characters and we'd be like all right let's draw them and then we're gonna be them and we're gonna play and so it's like you can like just make up your own stuff um which is something i think that's really cool about star wars is and uh and which is like you said something that toy story does really well is finding that jumping off point of imagination to be like well now we're just doing our own thing here you know right. we got one eye bart over here and is he supposed to be <laughs> one eye bart now he's a potato head but he's yeah right you're the way that you said like the lion is aslan but it's not really aslan like that's like that's that <laughs> like <laughs> yeah this lion's gonna be aslan okay everyone wrote on the same page okay great it's like when you play, you know, wiffle ball or kickball or whatever, and it's like someone's sweatshirt is second base. <laughs> like, just like, just play the, do, do the playing. Yeah. You know, like, who cares it. what the base is? You know, like, that's why we, we'll just, just throw your sweatshirt. That'll be second base. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yes. I just want to play so hard. I like, so this is, this is so crazy, but I remember, uh, I, and I was young still at the time. I was probably like 18 or 19, but 
we had a, a rehearsal. I used to do um, comedy sports, which is an improv theater across the country and, in fact, into Europe as well. Uh, Jesus, back they, are in, they paying it, you? Gosh. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I did comedy sports in Indianapolis, and uh, we had a rehearsal one night that one of the things we did was we uh, we just played a game, and they just said at the beginning, whoever was sort of facilitating the rehearsal that night was like, okay, so you guys have to play a game um, and we're all like adults anywhere between, I was probably one of the youngest and then, you know, people in their, you know, fifties, possibly even people in their sixties. Um, I'm sure now that I think about it and they were like, you just have to start playing like how, how little kids would start playing. Like just, just go. And yeah. people were sort of looking at around like, huh? And then someone just started like, you know, he maybe like tagged someone and then like said, you're it. Or maybe they said like green, you know, and then we all just sort of like started looking around the room and like following along. And then eventually people were all like up on their chairs and then you'd hear like, <laughs> okay, the floor's not lava anymore. And then people would run around, you know, like we all just, right. it was just like a blast. <laughs> and like, why don't people do that? <laughs> well, it's, it's, yes. I, I think that we, I think that's why um, people get so into and why I'm so into, this is going off the course a little bit, but uh, like role playing games, like tabletop sure. role playing games, totally. Like D and D and stuff like that is because as adults we don't get to play, and we we're not right. given we're not given space or time to be like now you just get to play or whatever. Uh, aside from like video games and stuff like that, um, but even then that's not necessarily like using your own imagination like you do when you're just playing as a kid. And yeah. I think that's why I think it's a big reason why tabletop role playing games are blowing up in such a big way. Um, is because it's like not as weird to be nerdy as it used to be, and it's also really fun to watch people use their imaginations together, right? And to create to like create things together, and like like you said in that improv exercise, and I've done like I think on one of my teams like back in the day we did something very similar where we just like make up games, and it's super fun and freeing to be silly and play with people. But when we're grown ups, we're like we can't do that. That's childish. Yeah. But then if you call it an actual game and you put a name on it and you call it Dungeons and Dragons and there's rules, yeah. all of a sudden it's okay. It's like, oh, well, I'm going to, well, I'm going to jump off of the uh, falling rock and jump over the lava and then shoot my bow and arrow while I'm upside down. <laughs> right. It's like, that's what you said when you were a kid, when you were on the playground, like playing Lord of the Rings. Right. After you saw like Fellowship of the Ring, but then like now that you're grown up, you can't just go to the playground and do it for whatever reason. So you have to sit around a table and describe it and then roll some dice. But and you have to yeah, all schedule I, it. You have to make like a doodle calendar. <laughs> <laughs> yes, which is the worst part of any of <laughs> anything. Of scheduling is just the worst part of literally anything. But no, I yeah, I think that's uh something that we don't get enough as pe as grown ups. And I think also why the Toy Story movies are uh fun for people who even not kids. Like it, they're good movies that do well with parents like Pixar in general does well with parents and kids. Um and especially Toy Story because that's something they balance very well, right? Which is, I think, also what Star Wars does when it's when it's doing it when it's doing it well. Totally. Which else? Like, I think okay, this this might be a little points against for being Star Wars. Okay. Because there's something about the original trilogy that has that kind of wide-eyed, playful feel to it, even though it's dangerous sometimes. Uh huh. Even in, like, Empire, which is a little darker, it still feels kind of more, I don't know, it has that sense of imagination and play. Yeah. I don't get that as much. In the pre in the prequels, it feels like imagination a lot, but it doesn't, the play isn't really there. 
And then in the newer ones, it doesn't feel, I don't get that same sense. And that might just be because I'm too old now. And it's mm-hmm. not, maybe when, if I was a kid watching it, I'd definitely feel that way. Um, I don't know. Do you have any, like, I yeah, know you really I mean, enjoy it. Like, I uh, I I see what you're saying because I feel like the premium in in movies and TV right now, say in the last decade or whatever, is very like this is real, this is important, this has stakes, this has uh, right consequences and emotion, and so maybe some of that just sort of like 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 look at the Phantom Menace. Beside the fact that like that was the biggest most merchandised movie ever essentially like even if you if you didn't know that and you watch the movie you're like wow these would be cool toys totally (laughs) totally totally look at those cool battle droids like they're really spindly and skinny and like they have cool tanks and like oh look at that starship it's like pointy like well and i think like that's the biggest for for toy story is that star wars so much of star wars is made with if not the initial thought being like, we'll make a toy out of this. Right. The, an, a, the immediate afterthought is like, we got to make a toy out of this. Yeah, right. And so the fact that Toy Story already is toys yeah. is like very, <laughs> very Star Wars. Which is funny too, because at least at the time, I think nowadays there are more and more, but like Toy Story, when it came out, didn't then come with like a shitload of toys. Like you wouldn't like go to Target and just see Toy Story toys everywhere. Like, because the point yes. was like these these are the toys that you have, even though no one necessarily had exactly the Woody doll. People might've had like a raggedy rag doll cowboy with a pull string as opposed to right. like a hot new action figure that has, you know, lights and stuff like, well, and that was very much like, so what I experienced as a kid was sort of the hand-me-down toys, older toys. Yeah. Um, we had a lot from, in- like, yard sales. Like, I had, you know, I had toys, too. Like, like mm-hmm. things from the store, well, but, like... Sure. But, yeah, having an older brother that was, like, considerably older than me, right. I got a lot of his old stuff sure. in general. And so I got a lot of his old toys. And it wasn't until, like, my little brother came along that, like, my parents were, like, spoiling him so hard. And he got... He got, like, essentially, like, for a while, like, his allowance, quote-unquote, was, like, a toy a month. Wow. But um, they would, like, occasionally be like, yeah, you can just get this toy. So he'd end up getting, like, two or three every month. (laughs) So he had, like, an insane amount of toys because he was, like, the baby. And, you know, I think also they were doing a little better financially at that time (laughs) or were just – or were ignoring their financial hardship at the time, one or the other. (laughs) Um, But so, like, there were all these new toys. And and so I think there was that interesting – when we would play, it had that same Toy Story feel of, like – new and old and like mashing everything together right um which is i don't know it's an interesting thing that i do kids still play with toys they do they do they do yeah they must i have a nephew and he's he's not even two yet but he has a bunch of toys so like they gotta still play with toys yeah 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 they don't just play like Fortnite or whatever it is funny though like I i will walk through like lego aisles at target like to this day same and it is funny how every single set in there is some licensed ip oh yeah do, do you like, remember back when legos like were just the Lego like sets i had like thing. the first star wars sets were with episode one stuff so like before that it was uh like there was the adventurers series mm-hmm. which was like a proto uh indiana jones kind of and there was like the under the sea explorers yes yes like it but, was just like random things like cool ideas right. they had they were like yeah this is our lego thing um i yeah. also still so like up so i i was a toy collector for a while and i collected um i still have some uh but i don't buy them anymore but i collected like the marvel universe uh 
three, which was like the name of the line. It was like, and they were the three, three quarter inch uh, figures. Um, right. And I got like pretty into it with my friends and we like collected a bunch of them. And some of them can go for like a decent amount of money. Uh, but most of them are like, you know, not really worth very much, just like any toys. Um, but we would in college just go to the toy aisles of stores and I'm still not over that to where I still walk through toy no. aisles and I'm like, do I need any of this? Yes. And it's, it's so crazy. It is absolutely ridiculous that yeah. I still do that. <laughs> I, I legitimately on my birthday this year went to Target and bought myself an Overwatch Lego set because I was like, I need to just be happy for a little bit. And like, yeah, I was like, because birthdays are weird as an adult and you don't really, especially when you're on your own without your family. Right. And so like, you don't really get the cool fun stuff you like, or like the fun things to do, like when you were a kid. And I was like, I just need to go buy a Lego set for myself and build it. And I did, and it was yeah, great. Yeah, I, I have done that recently, too. I, I found it's, it wasn't in circulation even at the time. I went online on, like, eBay and found um, the cantina, the Star Wars cantina. Yeah. And I built it, and it was so much fun. And I recently was like, I don't need this. <laughs> and I, like, boxed it up, and I have yet to get around to it. But I, I'm going to maybe try to get some cash for it. Yes. Well, that's <laughs> a, a, Legos are so valuable. Um, but, yes, I think we've talked a lot about this is this this episode's kind of adorable yeah right (laughs) it's us like talking about like playing and uh we sort of talked about toy story i love toy story so much yes um and i when we went to disney world as like i was maybe a teen and i got to go to pizza planet even like a just sort of facsimile of pizza planet from the movie i was like yeah I love Pizza Planet. Uh, I love Sid. I love his sister. I love her room and like that one of her like Sally dolls has a uh, pterodactyl head. <laughs> yes, because Sid fucked it up. <laughs> um, um, well, I love how he reads the instructions for the big one. The big Keep one. out of reach of children. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's let's do a rating. Let's do a rating because we've. Fine. <laughs> I think you put. I think you gave a lot of good pros uh, for Toy Story being Star Wars. Um, yeah, but yeah. you know, okay. Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do. Yeah, gonna do toy that? soldiers. Oh, good one, because they're abundant. They're abundant. Sarge's toy so- soldiers. Yeah. Um. Hmm. <laughs> what should I do? Like, okay. Here's what I'm gonna do. Mine's gonna be. Um, the th- that like ramp thing that comes out of the moving truck that they're chasing <laughs> after. Okay. I like, I was uh, recently years old when <laughs> I like actually saw one of those like operating in person. I when I saw that movie for years, I was just like, "What is that?" Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, it's it's like a lift. <laughs> <laughs> but I just like had never seen one of those. Well, congratulations on becoming an adult and I guess moving for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What, what are you going to give it? How many moving things? Um. God, that is like my worst pick ever. And uh, the listeners may not know because I hope you cut it out. But I thought about that for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did cut it out. Uh. Let's see. Um. I. I think we. We. We covered the sort of. Uh. Arc of it following. Star Warsy things and then we diverted into talking about playing with toys as kids and like uh, I didn't play with any toys more than I played with Star Wars toys um, at least I don't think um, oh, I guess Legos but uh, so 
I gotta say this is pretty darn Star Wars. I'm gonna say it's a seven out of ten moving truck lift ramps. <laughs> yep, yep. I was gonna go. I was gonna do the same. I'll join you. Seven out of ten toy soldiers. Hell yeah. We did man, it. Oh man. We did it. We did. A lot of podcasts we, uh, today. We really pushed through. We had two hot ones tonight. Uh, hot apps. For the, I mean, I guess that's not. A real silly too. one and a real sweet one. Yeah, um, yeah. Let's, sweet, uh, sweet. But uh, so, if you want to find us on the old internet, we're at House Star Resistance on Twitter and Instagram, and my Twitter is at the Josiah Man. Yep, and, and my is, Twitter is at Mike Gospel, and our emails at uh, a good podcast, a good podcast at gmail dot com. Yep. If you'd like to talk to us or send us anything, and um, tell what a else? friend, Mike, you, get, you know, tell a friend, uh, rate and review, and tell a friend. We are ever so slowly reaching more and more people, like one or two at a time. So we appreciate that. It, some of you must be telling friends because I don't know how in the hell people are finding this podcast. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I. Yes, I mean, there's it's going to be slowly trickling. Yeah, people, we keep getting a couple more listens, and I'm like, I don't know like how? how this is happening, but keep it up, people. Tell your friends if you enjoy it. Yeah, uh, give us a. A review five stars mm-hmm. preferably mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, and go see mike's show in chicago this summer yeah and go see it's a matrix parody Josiah's musical show in alaska this summer yeah if you make it up to uh if you make it up to denali national park come see me yeah um and i guess otherwise it's pretty much time for tubby bye-bye here at uh how star was is it um time for tubby <laughs> bye-bye <laughs> you know for uh for Count Dude Coo, I'm Palpatine. <laughs> Throwback from last episode. Yeah, um, remember? Remember? And I'm the periodic table as Pokemon. <laughs> um, and as always, uh, we, we love, love you. you. And may, may the, the fourth, fourth be with you. With you.